This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And it's Tuesday. That means it's Futures Day. Coming up in the next segment, we will talk about NFL awards. We'll talk about MVP when it doesn't relate to Tyreek Hill. Uh, and also some of the other great individual awards where we are finding some value. But now let's talk about team futures. And let's begin in the AFC East. And it's a fairly simple proposition here. Dolphins minus 400, Bills 3-1 to one at BetMGM. Joe, are you buying into the Bills' chances of making a run and winning this division? Uh, you, you already know the answer there. Uh, here, here's the tough part. <laughs> the, the difficult part is these tiebreakers. That's going to be I, – I wonder if that's going to be a problem. And – <laughs> I also wonder if I'm going to be the guy that keeps on adding every week because I've added multiple times to Bill's futures, but now uh, the market is certainly reacting. Look, it, it was an impressive win, but you don't get extra credit for good wins. You just get the credit for a win. So I, I know we feel like, oh, you go to Arrowhead and you took down Mahomes again. That was a great win. Like, it's still one. It's not 1.5 mm-hmm. like this weekend. Mm-hmm. If they take down the Cowboys, it's still going to be one. So that's the where NFL I'm at. committee and is unimpressed. <laughs> I know. And you know, Frank said it, it might be going a little far, but I totally feel what he's saying. It's like the bills are either going to miss it or they're going to make it and go to the Super Bowl. I hear them because th- that, that conference is just so weak everywhere. Isn't that crazy where we started the year, what we thought the AFC was? It's not only the bottom. It's the teams that are going to be on the top. They're beatable. Like on paper, the Ravens are probably the best right now, but they're all beatable. And a team like that with that sort of upside, sure. The issue is they lost to Denver. They lost to Cincinnati. They lost to Jacksonville. Maybe Jacksonville, the part doesn't matter. They end up winning the division, something like that. Um, but that's why they're still sitting there as the 11, because we also have a six with the exact same record. So, mm-hmm. but look, they, they can, they can do this. And if they get in, watch out. Nobody wants to match up with that team. So would Super Bowl just be the best bet then, getting the best value if you wanted to get in on Bill's futures now? I I was thinking about what you said yesterday because a lot of people like yourself and some of our guests were predicting the Bills to win the Super Bowl before the season started, and here we are right back at that conversation. How about that? The Bills are the fourth favorite for the AFC. They're not even in. They're the fourth favorite. They're at nine Wild. to one right now. Yeah, eight, nine to one. So they're they're they have shorter odds than the Jaguars, 
the Browns, the Texans, the Broncos, the Colts, the Bengals, the Steelers. Uh, would I make any of them sh- those teams shorter? I, I don't you understand why they're fourth? I get it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally get it. But I just keep coming back to this notion that you need to be a quasi complete football team to win the Super Bowl. Like if you want to if you want to make the case that the 8 to 1, 9 to 1 to win the AFC has some value, I'm probably okay with that. But if you take it one step farther to Bills 18 to 1 and Bet MGM to win the Super Bowl, my response mm-hmm. to that would be how's the defense going to look in February? Like, who's going to be available to play? How healthy will they be? Will they succumb to other injuries between now and February? And to me, that matters a great deal because you look at the DNA of all the Super Bowl champions over the last 15 years, either the quarterback has played out of his mind or the defense has played out of their minds, but then the other side of the ball is still at least average. Is this Bill's defense average? I don't think so. I think they're a little worse than that right now, though. Now, they might raise their level of play. But what I find fascinating Mm -hmm. is that this narrative from Sunday, the the Bills-Chiefs game, doesn't it feel like it's evolved a little bit to where it went from, wow, the Chiefs are looking dysfunctional. Pat Mahomes is yelling at everybody and Kadarius Toney doesn't know what the neutral zone is, et cetera, et cetera. And it's evolved from that to, wow, the Bills look pretty good. They're flipping a switch, turning things on. And I guess my question is, why did it evolve that way? Because I like the original hashtag narrative of Kansas City starting to fall apart. I don't necessarily look at the Bills right now and go, wow, they flipped a switch because they won that game. No, it it was a win that I thought they would get. But they have other games like this upcoming one against the Cowboys where I go, that's Mm going to be a challenge. And more defensive injuries. Mm-hmm. That's been the story of the season, along with the Josh Allen turnovers, the injuries to key players on defense, and it's not looking great. Like now we've got Hyde, right? And and there's another yes. one that you've got to be concerned about. So, all right, impromptu nickel or dime, dime well, on the well. Bills to win the Super Bowl at eighteen to one, or let's stay in the same conference. It's wide open, or nickel on the Browns at sixty to one. Which team would you rather bet on? Uh, I think the Bills at 18 to 1. I still think you might have a hedging opportunity there, too. I do think there's teams like the Niners and the Ravens that are more complete teams, but I do think crazy things can happen. And offensively, the Bills are so good, maybe they don't need to have the best defense in the league when it's all said and done. So I'd I'd rather take the better quarterback with the Bills. I have a follow-up. Mm-hmm. What's okay. your perfect path? What's your perfect path for the Browns? To get in? Or, oh, you know, once you're there. No, they're in. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're okay. in probably the five, I guess, at this point. They are so now. You get Jacksonville. Yeah. So you get Jacksonville, <laughs> I'd say they're the five. I think likely. that's safe. Yeah. I mean, the Dolphins, Dolphins. Yeah, let's just put them in at the five right now for this conversation. I love going to Jacksonville. You, I love that. Yeah, that first, yeah, that first one, <laughs> give me the Browns. That's it. Done. Not thinking about it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who's the seven? Well, we want to say the Bills are the six for the purpose of this conversation. So the seven loses to the the two, which would be Miami Chiefs. right now. Chiefs or Dolphins. Yeah. Sure. 
Yeah. yeah, I personally want a three six Chiefs Bills rematch so they can cry again. Um, so we're gonna mm-hmm. say that. So, <laughs> Which so we'll side? say seven oh, the Chiefs. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Chiefs cry again. Cry again. Uh so okay. okay. So then as the Browns, you're the five, so you're facing the two, because the Bills is the six would be facing the one. Okay. So that's the Dolphins. Man, that sits up all right. I love that. Give me a physical team mm-hmm. against yeah. Miami. I love that spot yeah. too. And then the Ravens who Absolutely. will be the third time you face them. If you're kind of I would love them. that narrative. Oh my gosh. F- old man Flacco. Man, I didn't want to like this. Former I, didn't, team. I love I didn't want to like this. <laughs> and now I do. I know you didn't, but, but, but here we are. Like the path isn't terrible. I would I would let, back the Browns here. Let me throw one more so, scenario in there. So let's let's say Chalk holds. You face the mm-hmm. Chiefs in week two instead. Or you face the Chiefs somewhere in there. Who's the worst opponent for the Browns to face? Why don't we just say that? Okay. A healthy Lamar Jackson, I think. I mean, like, and I know it's like, it's tough because I know it's a divisional game, but it's probably them, right? Like, because I mean, you need you need overwhelming quarterback play to go up against that great defense, right? Like, Joe Flacco has to outgun the opposing quarterback and who's playing better than Lamar Jackson right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably in the lost 28 to three in week four. Yeah. <laughs> so there is that, um, but they did win a game too. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. was that game fluky that they won when it was 33 to 31 uh, about a month ago. A lot of crazy was, things that ended up happening. It was like Deshaun Watson's yeah. like lone competent game, wasn't it? Like yeah, the only time right. like we saw vintage uh, Deshaun Watson. Which look, when we're evaluating the Browns, like isn't this the first competent quarterback play that they've had aside from that one game? Like final, like mm-hmm. it's Joe Flacco. Like he's not that great, but still, this is competent quarterback play. That means the Browns like are now a fantastic football team. It only took yeah. that. But the I, I brought up the question because not only do mm-hmm. we have some faith in Flacco, but I think we all agree that they're in. We can't mm-hmm. say that about the Bills right now, and their number is right. much, much shorter. And there's there's a little bit of upside. I didn't expect to say that. I thought it was higher floor with the Browns. But now we can say yeah. that there's a little bit of upside, right, because of <laughs> Like, I, can't, I can't really say it with a straight <laughs> face. It's hard to. Like, are we are we going too far? Like, okay, slow down. His name's Joe Flacco. He was he was on the street for a reason, you know. But it's maybe he was being the overlooked Jets put him there because of his age. Well, and he was <laughs> yeah. also with terrible teams, bad offenses too. Yeah, mm-hmm. he hasn't really been given a fair chance if you look at what's happened. You know, yeah. I think maybe he was overlooked and just needed to get out there with some support. And here he is. Are, are you yeah. saying the you league is ageist? A little bit. <laughs> that <laughs> coupled yeah. with like getting people. when you are thrown in there, you're on a terrible team. So it looks like it's all your fault. Here's my yeah. counter for like mm-hmm. the seventh twist in this story. Yes. He had the same yes. setup last <laughs> year. He had, he had a great defense, and he absolutely stunk. And he had a go-to wide him? receiver. 
Maybe the O line I mean, is that his fault, worst. or I mean, like we've been complaining about the offensive coaching staff for the Jets, whether Hackett's there or not. But I mean, that's kind of you know that's kind of the knock against you know what we have in Robert Sala, right? Like all the quarterbacks stink. But, so and, and I mean, some of that this, we've had. Yeah, this I know we have. Like but, I mean, Sala's not the offensive coach. Like I like right. I know it stops with him. But I'm not putting like a different offensive coordinator. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm maybe it's my fault, but I am removing Salah from the offensive conversation. So I just don't okay. know that that's a fair apples to apples sort of thing. Well, he I hires the guy, like, right? He sure. hires the guy, and like there are other things that he does very well. This isn't a should he be you know still coaching or fired conversation and say how does this keep happening under his leadership conversation. And at some Mm -hmm. point, there's got to be some accountability there. I look at this and say, the scheme for the Browns, like not that any quarterback can do it, but a competent quarterback can. And I will argue Flacco is at least competent. Like a lot of those receivers in that last game were stupid wide open. And that goes to Kevin Stefanski's brilliance, I think. Like he is a fantastic offensive mind. What's that? Yeah, fair. Yeah. So it's a pro Stefanski yeah, exactly. argument. I, I agree with that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's a pro Stefanski argument, and it is a Joe Flacco is at least competent argument. And they haven't had that until now. Like, imagine if Deshaun Watson were actually the Texans version. Would the Browns be, say, a top two, top three team in the AFC? I would argue absolutely. No doubt yes. in my mind. Right. Yeah. 100%. And yeah, we also don't want to go too far on Flacco, but that's where the quarterback play is. That he's Mm -hmm. arguably been average, which is a massive upgrade to what they've had. He's also been good for a pick every game so far. And, you know, he's been good, which can come back to burn them at some point. But yeah, um, Joe Flacco is the best quarterback play that they've had. I mean, that's a sad context matter as well with all the other quarterbacks who are getting injured specifically in the AFC and all these easier offenses that he can outgun. That also matters too. Like if everybody were healthy and yes, Joe Flacco wouldn't have a job, Aaron. I think you, you bring up a really good point that in other years, we wouldn't be talking about Flacco this highly, but combine him with Stefanski in this context. And I think you do have something special. Yeah, and for this week in the micro, uh, watch the offensive line. There's some injuries bubbling up. So, I, you know, I felt pretty good sure. about Cleveland minus three against the Bears, and I would still go that way, but uh, I want to see how these these injuries look because if Flacco is behind a bunch of second stringers, yeah, yeah it could be a bad spot. Mm-hmm. Man, do I need to have a Brown Super Bowl ticket in Lightning bets now? Now you feel better about it with Watson not participating. That, by the way, I, that that was pretty amusing seeing the pictures going around. Like, okay, here's Joe Burrow. He's on the sideline. He's working with the quarterback, trying to help them. And then there's Deshaun Watson up in the stands, not really caring. Mm-hmm. Seems like it's right. perfect. But, yeah. Yeah, perfect. right. No kidding. Like, nice to know that my ethical standards stayed true and that my intuition is still good about these guys going forward. I know who I can root for and who I can't root for, and that's just another instance. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I know we've got a few seconds left here, but uh, anyone else as far as, like, the AFC wildcard picture worth bringing up here? Like, are we worried about the Texans now as far as their chances or anybody else who stands out? You know, the Texans have a lot of key wins in their pocket. 
So mm-hmm. it's all about Stroud and some of the under, other injuries. They beat Denver. They beat Cincinnati. They beat Pittsburgh. Um, maybe it comes down to that Week 18 game against Indianapolis. Uh, we shall see. You know, Indy as the seven, they're going to fall out, which is why people are big on Buffalo and some of these other spots. Like Pittsburgh, they're probably going to fall out too. So there's going to be movement there in the bottom of the AFC for sure. Good stuff. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, NFL Awards. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Uh, Coming up in about 20 minutes, we go off the board. But in the meantime, let's get into the individual awards markets. And we mentioned Tyreek Hill's MVP chances or lack thereof. But he is still the favorite to win Offensive Player of the Year. BetMGM, it's minus 200 for him. Christian McCaffrey is at plus 150. Massive drop-off after that. We get to CeeDee Lamb, 16-1. to A.J. Brown, 40-1. to So, Joe, what do we make of all of this? Yeah, Tyreek already has 97 catches on the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing when you look at it and you think, you know, CeeDee Lamb is terrific and he had another Another big game in a big spot. Like, how do the numbers match up? Well, catch receptions-wise, he's right there with Tyreek. He has 96. But you look at the yardage, you look at the touchdowns, there's just this massive gap between Tyreek and the rest of the pack. So when we look at the odds, should he be minus 200? And then we get to the Christian McCaffrey conversation. Now there's so much buzz towards Purdy for MVP doesn't it feel like it's taken away from McCaffrey? Not MVP, but more Offensive Player of the Year? It it does to me a little bit. Yeah. I get that I vibe. could agree with that. Yeah, I think people yeah, are starting I... to come around on Brock Purdy when they look at the numbers, they look at the record and all of that, that it doesn't seem as outlandish as it did maybe, you know, at the first half of the season even. Right. Well, you look at this 49ers offense, like there there have been spurts where it has been all about Christian McCaffrey. Think back to the touchdown streak. And I think that probably generated a lot of this buzz. But now that that streak is over, it's about Brandon Ayuk, Devo Samuel, George Kittle. And it starts with Brock Purdy as far as that's concerned. And so the fact that this offense has been just so dynamite, it's getting perfect passer ratings or close to it just about every single game. At some point... I think our bandwidth as far as voters and betters and all of that stuff, when we're looking at one team, it really only goes to one player, right? Kind of goes back to our conversation about Tyreek Hill and Tua, right? Like Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill is now grabbing all of our attention because he's the guy. With the 49ers, I think you're right, Joe. Because Christian McCaffrey is kind of fading from the spotlight, it's got to go somewhere, and it's going to the quarterback. And, 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 you know, if you look on the defensive side, there was a big adjustment, too, with Parsons. And we have a mm-hmm. favorite every week. He's odds on now. Should Parsons be minus 130? Like, we're talking about the Browns a lot. There, It might be a mm-hmm. good spot for Garrett, you know, to make, to make his big move. Watt, let, let's see where he is, how healthy he is. It's going to be one of those three, we all believe. But, um that feels like an aggressive move. 
for Parsons to be minus 130 with a month left. What, what was that one play Sunday night when basically he was double teamed and blew past two offensive linemen to take down Hertz? Like suddenly mm-hmm. that Micah Parsons highlight reel is getting better and better. And it's happening in spotlit games. Whereas with the Browns, with the Steelers, like these aren't games that we necessarily care about. And look, if the Cowboys make a run and win the division and have an outside chance at the one seed in the NFC, yeah, Dak Prescott will win MVP, but that defense also has to be awarded, right? But but wouldn't that also make a strong argument for the Browns and Miles Garrett? And maybe you could get some sure. better value on him right now, because if they go maybe. on a run and we just spent a whole segment on that, <laughs> it's going to yep. be because of their defense. And it's seven mm-hmm. to one. I'm seeing as the best number out there. If that's still available, I think now would be the time to get on Miles Garrett as well. Oh, I, I don't see a seven. I, I see two. Um. I, I see twos and yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's no oh, is there a there. seven? Jeez, if yeah. there is, oh, there is. I'm... I'll put. <laughs> Let it me in know where. Chair. Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that number is very wrong, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it could be Watt, but yeah. Does anyone disagree with the premise that it's going to be one of those three? I feel like we've been talking about that one for a while. I want to believe someone else should win it, but no, I, I don't have any faith it can be anybody else. Like I, I wish voters okay. would take other guys more seriously, but I, I don't trust it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So yeah. Um, De- definitely there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, think it's two across the board. At least for okay. me. Okay. Cool deal. Yes. Further investigation needed. We'll, we'll get our folks on that one for sure. Um, yep. I'd like to circle back to MVP for just a bit. We talked about uh, Tyree Kill being 16-1 at bet MGM, and I, I don't. I, that is definitely not a bet I'm going to be making. Uh, Prescott leading the way at plus 150, Purdy plus 175, and I get and I largely agree with the argument that it's probably going to be one of those two because the NFC is top-heavy, a lot easier to make arguments for those two guys. But Lamar Jackson is at six to one. And I want to talk about him for a little bit because I don't know if Lamar Jackson is the best bet to win MVP, even though he looked phenomenal in the last game against the Rams. I mean, that was him winning that football game. At the same time, though, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but isn't there some way to back the Ravens? Because if they really are the best team in the AFC and they're going to showcase this for the rest of the regular season and the AFC part of the playoffs, don't we want to back them in some way? What is the best bet in order to do that? Because, Paul, I know this is something that you and I have uh, discussed uh, more than a couple of times, and that is this notion that, okay, with Lamar Jackson's playing style, is it something where he might wear down? Is there a moment where he won't be 100% and then the Ravens look very, very different? And one of the things that I did real quickly was I wanted to look up, okay, how is Jackson playing compared with other seasons? And what I'm seeing is that he is scrambling a good bit more and his sack rate uh, is a little bit higher here. So in terms of this season, Lamar Jackson's sack rate is 6.6%. MVP season, it was closer to 5%. Scramble rate is also his highest in one season at greater than 13%. So even though I want to back the Ravens in some way, maybe MVP is the best bet. Maybe Ravens win the AFC is the best bet. I don't know. 
But at the same time, I look at these numbers that would insinuate that Lamar Jackson is playing a slightly dangerous brand of football. And I go, should I be more cautious? Should I just sit back and not do anything with Baltimore? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, for me, I know we don't want to get too hung up on upcoming schedules, but when you're looking at what Purdy's facing, Dak's got obviously, you know, he's got a couple tough games coming up as well with the Bills and the Dolphins, but at the Jaguars, at the 49ers, Dolphins, Steelers. I just feel the margin for error for Ooh. him. He's clearly far behind Lamar. He's clearly far behind. I feel like the, he's got to make up ground. I just feel like there are numerous landmines there where he – I guess the, the the flip side of that coin is the opportunities there where if he balls out for the next three weeks, maybe it is him. If he takes down wow. the Jags in prime time, the Niners in prime time, and the Dolphins – Maybe, mm-hmm. but I, mm-hmm. I, it wouldn't be a bet for me. Uh, it seems like he's past the, like the injury thing's always going to be there. Like the potential is always going to be there, but he's past, he's kind of past that window, right? Like, all right, this is the home stretch. Yeah. If that happens at this point, it happens. It's not the middle of October. It's not, you know, early November where it's like, ah, you're still waiting for it to happen. Uh, so I would take mm-hmm. that part of it out of the mix for me, but I, 
the opportunities there. I, I wouldn't make a bet on it, though. I just I think, again, he's got to overcome so much, and the margin for error is much thinner with him being a distant third, it feels like. Um, so that would not be a bet. Yeah, there's the opportunity. Um, these are back-to-back road games, Jacksonville, San Francisco. That San Francisco game is yes. Christmas night. Like, everybody's going to mm-hmm. be watching that one. So, yes, there there is potential. There is that upside. But I'm not betting into it. If you're telling me, give me a Ravens bet. G- give me something. I, w- I would say, all right, you've got to bet something. Bet on them for the one seed at plus money. Bet MGM is plus 125. They have the the one advantage right now in the loss column. They're good enough. They can they can go three and one in these last four and and take it that way. I, I mean, it's just tough. I just plus one twenty five. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if there yeah, is a I'm bet not, for me with the Ravens. I'm not. I wouldn't do anything with the Ravens, but that yeah, if I had to do one either. today, that's probably where I would go. Like compared to AFC at plus two forty, nah. Mm-hmm. Tough. No, yeah, no chance. <laughs> sure. No, that's fair enough. Uh, how about we move on now to uh, comeback player of the year? Because even though uh, Demar Hamlin, uh, as uh, Frank Schraub was talking about earlier in the program, Demar Hamlin minus four hundred right now, really hard to go against him at this point. But maybe there is an argument to be made for someone else, uh, like perhaps uh, a Joe Flacco or someone else. Uh, any temptation to go anywhere other than Hamlin here? Well, I, I think you said it all right there, Ed. You said someone else or Joe Flacco or someone else because we can't come up with someone else. Like That's been part mm-hmm. of this ta- this uh, narrative, right, with Hamlin. It's not only he almost died. Not only is the NFL machine behind Hamlin. Not only could he play some more down the final stretch. Who Who is it? Who's the guy? Like we forgot mm-hmm. about the two the two off season story where it was well there's no way he's going to make through a season that's why you don't talk about two for MVP that's why you don't do Dolphins futures because there's no way he's going to make yeah. it uh, but which guy is getting support I think now we got a guy getting support right there's one guy mm-hmm. now and and he plays the position that almost always wins this award. The argument, it used to be Dobbs, and, you know, maybe it's going to be an, a new guy in a couple weeks. That's what we keep doing. Flavor of the month. New quarterback. <laughs> uh, it's Flacco, right? The guy was on the street. He didn't have a job. And he steps in, the fourth different quarterback they've used, and if they take off for the final month, he'll get votes. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people betting him right now. And it's a great story. Nobody really wanted him. And now, look, he's definitely giving them a chance. I love it. I do, you know, we talked to Frank Schwab, and I do like the Tua case, too. Um, I still think he could win it. But then it just goes back to what do you do with the DeMar thing? I mean, we talked about this. Ad nauseum. I think I think you name the award after him. I think that's a great idea. That was, I hadn't heard that. Award. I thought I that was either. great. I hadn't either. Yeah. I know you're saying that because you have a big bet on Hamlin, but yeah, yep. I mean the number is saying it's him. Nine days ago, Flacco was 250 to one. Jeez. Amazing. <laughs> he is throwing Incredible. a pick every week. Like, like again, I know. credit to Stefanski is a huge part of this veteran quarterback that can play within that system. I. 
will the bottom fall out at some point? Hopefully. But again, like mm-hmm. you said, we're we're doing this. It's you know comeback player roulette every week. It's Josh Dobbs. Yep. It's there's going to be another Joe Flacco. One. It's is Aaron Rodgers coming back? Yeah. You know, he's still Aaron Rodgers. Look, look, <laughs> Hamlin's winning this. Okay, but we're just talking about the what ifs with Flacco. Hamlin's oh winning. Oh my this. gosh! But I, I am what? hearing people say, Rogers. Like, I am hearing people that have a following out there that are like now saying it's Flacco. Like seriously, not a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's Flacco. Now, maybe caught up in the moment, but I'm just saying. I've, I'm starting to hear that. I heard it, too. That's why I asked Frank Schwab, because it's starting to pick up a lot of noise. And I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. maybe we need to talk this. Um, yeah, it's it's just a fun market to talk about, because we don't know. And we don't know the exact mm-hmm. criteria. No, Is we don't. being pseudo-retired coming back from something again i know this entire thing's nebulous gino came back from sucking and now sucks again by the way <laughs> paul's worried but... paul's worried <laughs> yeah of course i'm worried i'm worried too I'm I have that on, not as big as 38 yours, but, yeah. years old are, are you thinking about just taking a little bit one small bet i'm flacco 30 to 1 like it's a good number i have considered it in this moment yes right i think it's time we start hedging paul you, I mean, you've I almost did that with Rogers. What the hedge queen I almost here did it with Rogers? Yeah, just the, okay. I think this is an interesting sports betting conversation. To feel the need to hedge when you got the guy that's minus seven hundred. I know, mm-hmm. and like this is different from like a NBA draft because that is so volatile, or NFL draft. I feel like you've more like more reason to hedge or pick different pieces of different players at various times. But, (sighs) and also with Hamlin, we've seen his number come down. Like where I'm looking, he's minus 400. He was, he was minus and then got to even money and was like plus 115. And then it's like back to minus 700. So it's (laughs) so volatile that I could see the the need to feel like you might want to hedge here because nobody The Hamlin comeback market is Bitcoin. That's what we've learned. Yeah, like yeah. nothing's changed. <laughs> Flacco no, he's from not Audubon, playing. New Jersey. God, <laughs> Flacco is going to call so much anxiety right now. I love this. <laughs> Give me every bit of it. It's going to be the guy from this Audubon. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. For Aaron Hawksworth to take us off the board. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by Benedict, <laughs> Joe Strowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hawksworth. I need to take a sip of water. Got something in my throat. Hey, t- take it easy on me. Whoa! Nope. Nobody reacted. <laughs> Nobody said anything. But then it's like, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to Go ahead. I know. Got something in my throat. I'm dying right <clears> now. <throat> Hmm. All right, like we need to settle something. Ed is mad about his student. This wasn't even planned <laughs> off the board, but he keeps good, bringing good, it good. up. He no. gave this student a C plus 
And Ed oh, is no. really upset about it because the guy's trying to argue with him that he thinks he needs an A. So tell us what happened, Ed. All right. Uh, yeah, so part of my class, there's an attendance participation component. Show up, be active in conversations, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I do this in pretty much all of my classes I've ever taught because I want to encourage everyone to, to talk and, and all of that. And undoubtedly, if someone doesn't get 100 on it, then someone will come in and complain, and that's fine. But I also make this sort of a lesson in negotiation, right? Like, if you get a certain grade from me, it's like, okay, how do you respond to that? Like, is there something that I need to know in terms of context? Like, hey, I couldn't participate or whatever, then yes, I can make a slight adjustment. But if, say, you've get a, you get a not-so-good grade and you are expecting 100, then that is an opportunity for me to teach you how to negotiate, to say, like, look, if you go into a, an employer's office and they offer you, say, $50,000 a year and you ask for a million, well, you're probably not getting the job now because your negotiation sucks that much. So that was my point, that sometimes you have to learn how to negotiate just a little bit more soundly when it comes to one starting point versus a different one. And that's why I like this guy. As someone who's worked in sales and made a lot more money in sales than I have in media, negotiating is key. And you can use this skill to your advantage. And I like this mm -hmm. guy's hustle. He's fallen asleep. He's slacking off. But yet he has the balls to think he should have an A. Good for him. Good uh, for him. I'm terrible at negotiation. <laughs> I hate it. I don't want like buying a car. I want nothing to do with it. Just tell me the price. Mm -hmm. I'm either going to, I'm going to make my decision one way or the other. I just, as I heard this, I couldn't imagine going to my teacher and being like, look, your grades wrong. <laughs> like going after them. I, I've mm. never been, I've never done that. Like, my, my son was, was worried about going to his teacher because they clearly made a mistake in the grading because they gave him a nine out of a hundred. I'm like, look, it's not, she, it's obviously 90. I see your work right here. A nine is impossible. She just forgot to put the zero in afterwards mm -hmm. when, when she entered it online yeah. or whatever. Like he, he was worried like about that. That's kind of like how I am. Like I would be, I'd be worried about that, but man, is this normal practice now? Do can they negotiate uh, grades? I don't like that either. Like I have no idea how much people case. I'm one of yeah. those people that just takes the price as the price or the grade right. as the grade. Mm -hmm. But yes. I am now starting to realize that there are people who negotiate absolutely everything. everything. And I find Every it annoying, night. but I also mm -hmm. think it's I something you need to be aware of that yes. there's things you think are non-negotiable that are negotiable. It's a life lesson. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, ab absolutely it is. You just have to know those opportunities when you can do them. And and sometimes they're Hail Marys, right? Like, you know the sure. chances of this changing are next to nothing, but maybe if you have an intimidating presence or you come across a different way or, you know, I remember, what was it? Like, I got in a car accident once years ago and the lady who hit me entirely her fault, we were in a drive through line, um, she tried literally everything to get out of giving me her insurance. Like it started with crying. Then it went to, you don't know who I know to, I have a kid in the backseat. We can't do this to, I don't really have the money. Well, you're driving a Mercedes. Like it was just <laughs> literally anything and everything. 
And, and yeah. it was just like, none of this is going to work. Give me your insurance. You hit me. And if you keep talking to me, my neck is going to start to hurt a little bit. And yeah, right. you know, everything turned out all right. But there are people who are just wired that way, where they have a number of different tactics that they try and resort to. And ultimately, it's a waste of time. But still, they try it any which way. So are you going to negotiate back and meet in the middle and give him a B or don't budge. <laughs> how does this don't story budge. end? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we, no. I'd rather add, for, for that, yeah. for that portion of the grade, do you, will you give an A if they are, if the attendance is perfect, they do all the work, but they're nervous in front of other people and they don't want to talk in a public setting? Yeah, I would. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Because you I said like getting that. people I mean, talking and yeah. Right. It's like about if, effort, if right? Exactly. It is it is an effort based grade. Yeah. Like you may not speak in, in group settings, but like when I divide you guys up into teams and work on something, if I see you really working hard, then sure. yeah, that's it. You're good. It's fine. Like and it's about reading people, right? Like if you can read someone who can be a little shy socially, but they're doing whatever they can given the context, then it's just fine. It's the, if you're falling asleep or you are <laughs> talking in a very gregarious way to your friends, and then we get into a lecture-based format and I ask you a question and you're like, I don't know. Well, that's not participating. Yeah. Or trying. <laughs> yeah, we're trying. Give anyway. me well, some effort. <laughs> yeah, right. Speaking of negotiations, Joe, did you have to negotiate why if it came to the decision? to get a dog uh someone or told you me were on reason. board because i know you didn't want one what a couple I, of years ago. yeah i i pushed against it for a long 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 time and somebody told me this recently one of our friends and i would say after a few days i think they're correct like i was very wrong about this so far it's been Aww. awesome so far but like but I also think about year, if I go back years ago, would the kids have been ready for this? Would they have taken on the responsibility as much? Probably not. It'd be more of us doing all of the work, but they, they're doing a lot of it. Yeah, it's been cool. Um, Santa came on Friday. It was a great moment. You know, my daughter's crying. She asked me like five different times. It's really ours. I'm like, no, he's staying oh. here. This is—he's not taking. He's not taking the puppy. It is really—it's really ours. So, uh, it was uh, a lot—a whirlwind this weekend. Like, what? What does everybody's grandparents say? What is this Grand Central Station? That's what the house was over the weekend. We had more visitors, like tenfold, than when we had children. <laughs> like having a puppy. I believe it. Everybody, everybody <laughs> wants to see the puppy. Everybody wants to hold the puppy. It's like crazy. I'm like, this is a much bigger mm -hmm. reaction than we than when we had the two kids. Like, this it is. Everybody thinks their kids are cutest. Their their pets are the cutest. But like, it's really cute. My wife took took them to PetSmart, and they were walking around. Mm -hmm. People were stopping to take to take pictures. Like, can we, can we please get a picture? He should be in commercials. He should be on the cover of this magazine. So uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun so far. Oh, and tell goodness. us about the name you mentioned. Tucker. It. Tucker. Um, yeah, my wife was pushing for that one in the beginning. And then, like, we all, it's not, 
it's very easy to mess with my wife, like to get her to like fly off the handle or just to push buttons. And so my kids see me doing that on a daily basis. So they've, they've slowly realized how to do that. And like my daughter was just throwing out random names that would just piss off my wife. Just like, just like, she's like, well, I like Gus. Yeah. And then we're chanting Gus, Gus, (laughs) Gus. And she's getting so mad. Fine. Fine. You guys name the puppy. You take care of the puppy. It was just. Paul's suggestion. Wang. No. No. Yeah. I, I knew that. The Tucker Carlson, I pushed against Tucker because I said that's the first thing that I think of. But a lot of dogs are named Tucker, so I get that. And, you know, I've been walking around saying Mother Tucker. So, and the kids Good dog. Like, <laughs> Nine out of ten <laughs> She didn't like, you like that dog guess name? guess not. <laughs> Solid. It's a good dog name. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. It's pretty good. He doesn't know his name yet, but. Named after Justin. Yeah, who Tucker, takes right? him outside for the potty yeah. training? You got to go outside like what every two hours or something, if I remember this correctly. I mean, I get yelled or at s- if I don't tell Alexa to set a thirty-minute alarm. Thirty <laughs> minutes. Like, yeah, it's been a while since I trained a dog. That's what we've been doing <laughs> so far. Uh, yeah, if my son's home. He's on top of it. I had to do it last night because nobody was home, and it's just he doesn't know, so he's trying to eat it, and like I was trying to fight him off, and he's like. <laughs> you know, wrestling with me to try to eat it. And like, I had to pick him up and run him inside then go back out and then find it in the dark with the, the light on my iPhone. Like, where's this running? Oh, man. Just... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you would have liked to see that. <laughs> Is what, he sleeping kind of in your bed? He... No. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Don't start that. I will. I, will I never did that, that but a lot of people do. And I find it yeah. kind of annoying. Wife has it's been on the couch downstairs for a couple of nights, but he's been sleeping through. I mean, I'm talking like he's a baby, but yeah, it, it's like we got you get through. He that. is your you baby. The pot. You get yeah. through the diapers <laughs> and you get through the the nights where you're up in the middle of the night. Like you think it's over and then it's... you have a puppy, but he's been pretty good so far. It is like having a kid. I remember when I was training really my is. puppy, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much work. Why did I do this? This is why I don't want a puppy right now. I already have a yeah. kid I have to train. <laughs> Too much. Yes, <laughs> yes. exactly. Wait a how, how big will the dog get? Oh, yeah, the get? breed. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, yeah, tell us the breed Oh, he's again. a f- it's a full golden. Um, Ooh. Light color. Uh, he's going to get big. He's gonna be big, yes, but right now, will. like everybody can hold him. But yeah, that's that. That's not gonna last forever. He's gonna, yeah, seventy, eighty, maybe. I don't know. Tucker's gonna be a monster. We know he this weighed. Now. They weighed him yesterday uh, at the the vet. He was fourteen. I thought that was mm-hmm. higher than I expected because he feels so light. But yeah, he'll be big. Well, you've been working nice. out. That working out. That's yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> I work out. <laughs> <laughs> Another water fast and you can curl. Tucker, this is I'll tell you, Tucker movies. ain't down for a fast. He is not down for that. <laughs> no way. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, NFC Make Miss Playoffs right here on the BetQL Network.